Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. Today, I'm pleased to introduce my special guest, Avi Tal. Avi Tal is the founder of The Parenting Junkie. She is a mindful parenting coach, a childhood designer, and a mother of four. Her work is dedicated to empowering intentional parents like you and me, who face chaos, clutter, and conflict through online tools to reclaim peace, presence, and play for your family. I'm delighted to have Avital here today, and I have read somewhere that, Avital, when you were first married, you did not want to have children. And I know as time went on, you shifted those thoughts and you realized that the positive certainly outweighed the negative in terms of having children. And now you're the mother of four. Tell us a little bit about your parenting experience and how that's opened up the journey in your work. The reason I didn't want to be a parent was it seemed not fun. It really seemed like a very difficult job. You know, I think that the parents around me are incredible people, but I just saw how exhausted they were all the time, you know, and how irritating it can be to to be in the company of young children all the time, how demanding. And I kind of thought, well, what for? Why do you have to do that then? (laughs) You know? And so I kind of set out on this mission for myself, my own personal little journey to see if it was possible to go through that experience and really enjoy it, really love it, for it to be a joyful experience. Now, anyone who's a parent knows that it's not all joy and fun and games. And that's why I don't say just fun, you know, or just happy. It's not about the surface level happiness, but yes, about creating an experience that does feel on balance good. Like the balance of it. Um, is does more health, more happiness, more joy for us than the frustration, fear, anxiety, anger, exhaustion, and all of those other things. So I think I just wanted to try for myself to see if there was wisdom in the world, if there were methods and approaches and ways of thinking and ways of operating and being that could shift this parenting experience from all of the things we know from, uh, you know, from the media and from culture that it, you know, it, it drains your bank account and it ruins your marriage and it, you know, it destroys your couches and you'll never sleep again. And it ruins your body and you're all stretched out and you're never going to be fit again or sexy again or have fun again. And all of the things that parenting does, I wanted to know if alongside all of that, there was perhaps another way of experiencing it too. Oh my gosh. If we all listen to that each and every day, none of us would have ever had children, right? hundred percent. Yes. I almost didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, I've been through the trenches with the chaos and, you know, have moved through that, uh, having already had two children and experiencing all the things that you described. So yeah. it's, it's really a beautiful thing, that balance that you talk about. And I think that every parent needs to feel empowered and confident 
in their role and in balancing their lives. Many parents that I talk to, and I'm sure you do too, are struggling with ways to get their children off screens, for one, and really engaged in alone time play in creativity and imagination. Can you share your thoughts on this and maybe help parents to think about ways that they can really create this avenue for their kids? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll just say off the bat that I'm not anti-screens per se. I think that screens have a time and place in our lives and I'm not technophobic. We use screens in our home and I think everything in balance and in measure um, and you know, with care can, can work and can, can even be a wonderful thing. Um, but I think most of us feel that it has an addictive quality and that it often you know, takes our children into a place where they're lacking focus, where they're lacking imagination, where they can't entertain themselves, where they become dependent either on a screen or on us, frankly, Sue, because I think parents, me myself as a parent, is often the real reason that my children can't sink into their own imaginative creative world because I'm constantly commenting, you know, oh, you did the blue one, oh, you did the red one. Uh, Things that we think are supportive of play or I'm constantly buying new toys. Oh, this will make you interested. This will get your imagination going. Or I'm constantly signing them up for this activity, that activity, so there isn't any downtime in our schedule. Those, I just touched on them very briefly, but those are the three main things that actually stop children sinking into play. It's dependency. So dependency on an outside source of entertainment, be it a screen or be it the parent, right? The second one is, overwhelmed, too much clutter. When we have too many toys in the house, this is a paradox, but children simply won't play. They are overwhelmed and they can't sink into their imagination because honestly, for play, we don't even need any toys. Toys are just a tool of that trade, of the play trade, but they're not play themselves. And so parents in our culture mistakenly equate more toys, more play, and actually the, the equation is actually kind of the opposite. The less stuff we have in our house, the more likely they are to be creative and create their own worlds. And then the third one I touched on there was time, is when we overschedule our kids and they're going from, you know, rush in the morning, then there's school or preschool, and then they're going to an extracurricular activity, and then we have the rush of the bedtime routine, and there's no time in the day where nothing is scheduled, then we mustn't be surprised when they can't because they've never been given the chance. So play is actually something that we learn from our surroundings. How does our surroundings treat us? If our, if our surroundings and our environment shows us that there is ample time, an abundance of time and an abundance of space where no one is going to be directing you and no one is going to be saying more, 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 but actually just giving you that time and place. And yeah, if you say you're bored, that's a beautiful thing. Mm. That's great to be bored. That's fine. That's the birthplace of creativity. Then I think in the vast majority of cases, children are able to develop that beautiful muscle of their own inner worlds and their own inner driven independent play. It's beautiful. It brings up a uh, picture that one of my very best friends had told me about her childhood, which was her parents were not well off at that time and could not buy toys. And her mother used to bring home boxes from the grocery store and they would decorate the boxes and climb in them and just have a world of fun with boxes. And so I love how you describe, you know, the fact that we really don't need lots of toys. And in fact, in this case, there were no toys. And they had a ball 
and don't look at their childhood as being, you know, one of being deprived. So I think that these are such incredible uh, ideas and thoughts that you share with our listeners. I also agree with the time and the overscheduled. When I was a very young parent, I remember joining a meeting. My daughter was, my oldest was in first grade. And in that meeting, they were talking about how we as parents are overscheduling our kids. And I'm thinking, what? You know, I haven't gotten into that yet, but I, you know, am I supposed to schedule more things for my kids to be involved in? Like I was so new and so unaware that I was taking all of this in. And yet they were talking about how we are overscheduled. And I thought, okay, I don't need to schedule anything. Let me just take the downtime and utilize it just as I was doing. So, and it wasn't that I was a conscious parent at that time. It was just that I was listening to what was going on around me. And so overscheduling seems to be a societal push. And I think stepping back and really giving that time and space to your children and to yourself. It's no fun as a parent to be on the go all the time either. And, you know, stopping at your nearest fast food restaurant to give your kids dinner or yourself. It's just not fun. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think as adults, we're learning to slow down and it takes us, you know, we spend a lot of energy trying to learn to meditate or to be quiet or to just calm ourselves when, yeah, that could be starting from childhood. Why not? Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And it's a great thing to model for these kids that we've brought into the world. So tell us a little bit about your fantastic community and the present play launch. Sure. I'd love to. So when I, uh, you know, a few years back when I was looking for community, I had just moved across uh, the world to America for the first time. And I had two little kids and I was really looking for a way to connect with like-minded parents. And I found a lot of wisdom on the internet, but I also found a lot of hostility. And there were a lot of communities where you would come in and there was some kind of, you know, parenting approach. It was attachment parenting or rye parenting or whatever it was, whatever the trend was. And they're all wonderful, by the way. I, I, I learn a lot from these approaches and I take a lot from them. But I found that the uh, communities around them were very dogmatic. They were saying that if you don't do it exactly as we do it, you, are, you don't belong. And they were literally kicking people out of the group for that. And I saw how so many times I myself or other parents would come in and just have a question. And, you know, so you know this, but often the question is a surface question like, oh, how do I wean my child from the pacifier? But underneath every single parenting question is a deep and very vulnerable desire to know that we are enough and that we're not messing this up. And to see myself and other parents just be shot down for the, for the surface level question we were asking, you know, be it about sleep training or vaccinations or pacifiers, whatever it was, but then to be shot down and to be drawn into these mummy wars where one was right and one was wrong um, was such a, a painful experience, honestly, and very, very isolating. Mm -hmm. And what I'm so proud of in our present play community and what I will, you know, kind of fall on my sword for is the guilt-free aspect, uh, the judgment-free zone. So present play, our community is all about cultivating presence, cultivating play, and cultivating peace in our homes. Those are our values. But what we are very, very adamant about is that we create an environment where you show up as you are, where you're at, 
and we will meet you there. And we know that you are doing the best you can with what you've got. And we also know that no two parents, no two children, no two homes, cultures, countries are the same. And there is a lot of legitimacy and a lot of room to maneuver and for variation. And I believe that that's the true meaning of diversity. A lot of us care a lot about gender equality and racial equality and all these things are wonderful, but there also needs to be a a point where we say diversity is also of our inner worlds, of what's going on within us, of our capacity for peace, of our capacity for anger and rage, of our history, of our inner child, of our wounds, our intergenerational wounds that we carry. We're not here to judge you for that. We're here to support you. We know that you want to be the best parent you can to your child. And whatever it takes to help you get there and to enjoy the process, we're here with that. So that's what our community is all about. A long way of answering. No, and it's, it's beautiful. And I think you, just from my own work, parents carry a lot of guilt and a lot of shame around it parenting and around their own conditioning and how that's showing up now and to have full-on acceptance for where you are and the work that you are doing, the job that you are doing and how hard you are working at it each and every day and raising these beautiful spirits is such a huge gift for parents, huge. So I know every day yeah, I talk with parents as well who, who do experience all these things. They experience guilt. They experience um, shame. They, their inner child is screaming. And they really need that acceptance outward so that they can work on the acceptance inside of who they are, what they're about, and how they can continue this amazing job we call parenting in a way that serves them and their child or children. So it's, I love your community. I love what you're offering. And so I wonder if you can touch on uh, something else that's coming up for me. And that is a parent who joins outside of what you just described, what can they expect to see? So they get into this community and what are they going to see other than a lot of acceptance, a lot of love and a lot of um, support? Yeah. So the basis is definitely acceptance and support, but what we are very much about is actionable steps that you can take. I think one of the things that gets really overwhelming in parenting, especially in the information age, which is a beautiful thing, but we don't know how to make decisions, how to create a life that we enjoy with our children. And the main aspects of that are our physical environment. So how do we set up our home in a way that really supports the deep play that we want to see in our children? in a way that really supports managing mealtime, bedtime, morning routine, in a way that flows and actually minimizes friction and conflict. So there are lots of things. I come from a design background and I have a design thinking approach to parenting. And I don't think that we utilize design enough in a way that supports our daily lives. So I want to help parents. And what happens in present play is basically you get a library of videos. When you join this community, you get a very extensive library of videos divided by topic. It's like all these mini courses, how to design your play spaces, how to set up play invitations to your children in a way that's going to spark their creativity and interest, how to incorporate messy and creative and artistic play sensory explorations, which are so important developmentally, but can be really stressful because most of us don't want paint all over our couches. <laughs> How can we do that even in small apartments in a way that is, you know, easy for both parent and child. So all of these different things, how can we set up a bedroom experience or even a, 
a clothing experience, by the way. I mean, how many of us struggle with, oh, there's so much, you know, conflict every morning about what my toddler wants to wear. Well, there are actually design solutions that cost nothing except a little bit of your time and attention um, to set it up so that you can flow better throughout your day. So setting up the physical environment is one thing that we cover in a big way, how to create a home that your child will play in and you can sit uh, sit down, put your feet up and finish your coffee <laughs> while it's hot and just be like, oh my goodness, my child's playing in the other room and it's, it's going on an hour. Are they okay in there? <laughs> you know, this is the experiences we have in present play all the time. People come in and say, my child is clinging to me. I can't get them off of me. I need a moment to catch my breath. And then a few weeks later, they say, is this real? Someone pinch me. My kid is just playing so beautifully for so long. So that's the first thing is the environment. And then we talk a lot about time management as well. I know that that's a really complicated topic as a parent. I have four children who are homeschooled and I run a business and my partner, my husband doesn't live at home during the week. So I have to figure all of that out. But I'm just one example. There are hundreds of parents in this community with different configurations. One child, many children working outside the home, working inside the home. How can we manage our time in a way that feels good to us, that feels like we're living a meaningful life and we're enjoying it, not like we're chasing our tails? And then the final component, I said the environment and I said the time management, the final component could probably fall under the peaceful parenting, the conscious parenting approach. How do we manage conflict in our homes? How do we manage it when our, ch- our children are you know, talking back or fighting between them um, or refusing to follow our lead and you know, abide by the rules of the home? So all of that stuff we also cover in present place. So Again, a long answer, but basically when you join, you get access to all of these very actionable, very practical step-by-step guides, be they videos, PDFs, or also our live sessions within our group. In addition to access to all of these incredibly wise and like-minded parents who hold us accountable and, you know, we do listening partnerships together. We do in-person meetups. Um, honestly, there are more, there are more features of present play than I think we have time for here, but there's all of that. Basically the idea is that you shouldn't have to raise your children alone and confused. You should be part of an awesome tribe who love you just as you are and who are going to help you solve whatever challenges are coming up in your life. That is just absolutely beautiful. And I think for all our listeners, what a great way to feel a sense of community in raising your children, to feel a sense of uh, worthiness in raising your children each and every day by being part of a larger picture, larger community. And what I also like that it sounds like you described is that you can step in and listen or read or do things as you have the time, not necessarily one more scheduled event, but as you have time to go in and find what suits you and what speaks to you in that moment or that day to listen or read about and learn more as you move forward. So beautiful. Yeah, we see it kind of like a gym membership for parents. You know, it's got all of the machines and the classes and the yoga and the Zumba. You don't have to go to all of them. You come, you see what works for you, and you switch it up as the seasons go by. Sometimes it's more intense, sometimes it's less intense, but we're here for the long haul. I mean, we intend to raise our children together into their teens. And as many of us have lost a sense of a physical village, um, this is really the place where we can gain that 
connection. And the beautiful thing is that it happens offline as well. So the more members come in, the more likely it is that you have people in your vicinity, in your physical vicinity that you can actually meet up with. But even if you don't, we, you know, we, we meet up on the phone, on WhatsApp, wherever it is. Um, if that community piece is what's important to you, then that's there. But if the content is what you need, then that's there too. Beautiful. What a fabulous place for people to land and grow. So thank you for sharing that. And I just wondered before we uh, wrap up, is there any other wisdom or parting words that you'd like to share with our listeners? You've shared an amazing amount of information and I'm sure everybody listening is dying to get into your community. Thank you so much. So um, yeah, I think if I, if I just had one message that I wanted to say is that you don't, if you feel like you're in victim mode, if you feel like parenting is happening to you, I want to just give you that glimmer of hope at the end of the tunnel that there is another way to feel and you can get there. That you are powerful in creating your own reality as a parent and that so much of what's going on can be addressed and can be alleviated. The stress can be alleviated and you can create a childhood that both you and your child or children really enjoy. So the idea of that woman in the supermarket who sees you with your melting down toddler and says, enjoy them while they're young. It goes by in a blink of the eye and you're thinking, I don't know what you're talking about. These days feel so long and it's so hard (laughs) and I can't even imagine that. Um, I just want to say we can enjoy them even while they're young, but it's it's steps that we actually have to take to make that happen. And you can create that reality for yourself. I think that's beautiful. This is the only moment that we have. So isn't it important to enjoy it? A hundred percent. Thank you so much for being on my show. It has been an honor and a pleasure to have you here. And thank you to all our listeners for joining. Remember, every moment is a new moment for conscious connection. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes or wherever you listen in. And be sure to visit DeCaroParentCoaching.com for a free download of 10 ways to connect with your child.